This is exactly right. <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is uh, Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. Karen, usually this is at the beginning, at the top of the podcast. I always ask how you're doing, but i it's just a uh, reflex, you know. I do care how you're doing, but I know yeah. neither of us yeah. really have anything to report, probably. But oh. I'm just checking. Do you? Big news. Do I you had have something to report? Uh no, you mean since the last time we talked to each other, probably not. It, it would if there was a report, it would be like the the lady delivered my Instacart. I feel incredibly grateful to Instacart workers. I give uh, big tips, so don't judge me for using Instacart. I thought it was bad for a long time. Vince Averill, the great Vince Averill, explained how it's not bad if you just tip. Yeah, and um, so now I have somebody that shops for me, or I, you know, an app. And goddamn, it's the greatest. Yeah, you can only do so much. I've been trying to support independent businesses, and I'm being taught a lesson in that because I saw the refrigerator I wanted. It was right down at Home Depot, this retro-looking red refrigerator. I'm very excited about it. But I decided to support an independent business and ordered it from St. Louis, and it still hasn't shipped. It's been over four weeks. A refrigerator. Yeah, a refrigerator that I've been looking at for uh, years. Let's introduce our guest so that he can get in on this discussion because you we, we need to discuss. Yeah, this. there's so much more to say about this refrigerator. <laughs> I'd like Karen, please introduce our guest. OK, our guest today. We're so lucky because now we have a booker for this show. So we're going to have guests consistently um, and we're going to have great guests and we're going to have guests that um, we didn't have to guilt into doing the podcast with yeah. us. We didn't ask them seven minutes before we started recording. Yep. Like we're becoming a real podcast and it feels amazing. And Scotty, uh, our guest today, whoops, sorry. Our guest today <laughs> is one of our first officially booked guests Yay. Um, uh, through a booker. Mr. of the Bananas podcast and many other, he wrote the movie, the horror movie Ma, and many other things that you love. Mr. Scotty Landis is here with us today. Hooray! Oh my gosh. What an honor. I'm so excited. And also, please, in the future, if you need a guest seven minutes before airtime, call me. I will Are you the jump guy? on no matter where. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm nice. in. Nice. Okay, in. good. Perfect. 
Um, oh, how do, I what do you like Caroline Ray was when she would just be like, uh, we need somebody. And Caroline Ray was like, I can be there in eight minutes. Uh, yes. I think she used to just hang out on the sidewalk outside studios. Sure. Yes. That's what I've heard you, about. If Caroline. you're good at paneling, there's there's people, there's people, there's whole, there's algorithms that are that figure out how much people like you and you get mm-hmm. booked. And, you know, it's a, it is a gift. I think you would absolutely be one of those a Jonathan I mean, Winters type yeah. of drop in on Carson persons. Yeah, right? you, you get an it. alert when there's an empty Hollywood Square. Yeah. Fine with me. Yeah. Fine with me. Me and Jim J. Bullock just high five. <laughs> now, Scotty, in. would you ever uh, in, in the in the noble effort to support yes. mom and pop businesses, mm-hmm. would you order a refrigerator from uh, Go across the nation in, in St. Louis? <laughs> uh, I definitely would not. Is it a smeg? I got to ask. Is it a smeg? It isn't a smeg. I was looking at the smeg, but it doesn't match the uh, wine color I painted my kitchen. It, this is a this is a wine colored refrigerator. It looks like a Cadillac. Uh, it's Whoa. a it's a Chambers uh, yes. refrigerator. So I had nice. to really seek it out. I could have gone to um, way, uh, you know any one of the furniture websites, but. Uh, luckily a fan of ours, of our podcast on Twitter, I was griping about it because sometimes you can get results and they mm-hmm. went in person. They went to this place Chris, on my behalf. I've told well. you so many times to stop, <laughs> stop using social media as a way to buy things for your apartment. Because hey, here's the thing. It gets this results. is Los Angeles. It gets results. It gets results that don't work. This is Los Angeles <laughs> where they have to source everything in the world for entertainment all this the time. True. This yes. is the city where you get a wine colored old fashioned refrigerator. Literally, have you ever been to Burbank? There's street, big, wide, empty streets of yes. stores that do this exact yeah, thing. Yeah, If I was able to hit the streets, I would have done that. I would have gone to some vintage appliance place, but I was just online. And, you know, they don't have the websites. They just I searched. I promise, Karen, I searched the Ma and Pa stores in Los Angeles. Yes, I know I made a mistake. I should have seen first Los Angeles, then Missouri. This is the order you're always going to take. Yeah. I don't know. I also feel like you gave them a story, which I always appreciate. Like that small mom and pop has probably never shipped anything to Los Angeles, let alone their biggest product. The biggest thing they sell. They're like, we're either on the Howie Mandel prank show or this guy really wants a burgundy colored. What is the shipping cost on a fucking 2000 pound? refrigerator, Chris. uh, Mm. It was only $50 and they bring it in my home and hook it up and take my old refrigerator. You think you'd get that kind of that home type service from some LA? Yes. uh, Hollywood. It it comes with it. Yeah, probably. It's automatic. I told them I have 50 stairs going up to my apartment. That's like, oh, we don't care. We're from St. Louis. <laughs> yeah. But then they want to stay at your apartment afterwards for a couple of days before yeah. they get their plane back. Yes. And they, and they yes. also have not shipped it again. They will not ship it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Went out of business four years ago, but <laughs> I think they, they got your catalog. credit card. They got they got those numbers that they needed from you. And one of the times oh, I man. called, there was a chicken uh, rooster in the background. Uh, no, so stop I, it. Because no. they're working from home. Yes. A loud rooster. 
No. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm like, is that perhaps a rooster? Yeah, that's a rooster. Do you keep it in the house? Let's talk about this refrigerator instead. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> I just they literally said that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. changed the subject. Yeah. Partially. They were embarrassed. Uh, it, the rooster was not going off at the right time of day. I think they're embar- embarrassed that they have an afternoon rooster. <laughs> <sighs> oh, anyway, hopefully the fridge comes. I hope so. Uh, Thank also, you, Scotty. You picked the you picked the paint color, and then you made the refrigerator match the one thing that could have been any color in I the world. I could have you bought could have... any color refrigerator and painted the refrigerator with the leftover paint that I have for my kitchen. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but what's the theme, Chris? What's the theme of the kitchen? Is um, it like south of France? It's very It's very bistro themed where I keep my uh, blender and coffee maker. But the okay. rest of it is kind of farmhouse. I have uh, okay. I have several speaking of roosters. I have four on yeah. the wall. One of them mm-hmm. on a sign that says eggs, as if roosters lay eggs, you <laughs> that's guys. Funny. Yeah, they, that's funny. I know. It was an ironic sign. <laughs> I like and, it. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's it's very farm, farm, farmy. Uh, okay. Yeah. I think you'd like it. a lot. When I describe it, a lot of people are like, gross, like my grandma's house. And it's like, just come in and look at it. And they apologize. for, okay. in, for uh, not- in our shared neighborhood, Chris, in... Um- in Echo Park, not to dox us both, and we're in deep trouble, but there are tons of roosters. Have you walked up Echo Park Avenue? There are tons of chickens and roosters in Echo Park. Up on that A street. A noticeable amount. Yes. The more you go up the hill, it becomes Rooster City. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's, they're everywhere up there. Just yard roosters. Yeah. Pets. Just yard birds. Yard birds. Doing what they can do. Just cock-a-doodle do. It's great. I like it. I take a jog. They chirp. I go louder. It's great. Do you, are they, do you think they're pets? Do you think people, uh, because you don't need a rooster to have eggs if the people are trying to be hippies, you know? Yeah. I really fact, I don't think, think you want roosters. They are the, just a 6 a.m. alarm clock. Alarm clock. Yep. Yeah. Think so. And then they go right on through 9 p.m. That's they're very dedicated to their <laughs> yeah. craft. And I think it's a very uh, Latin American Hispanic community. And though and a lot there's also a great run on um, a street near my house where on nice days, on days that are like that classic L.A. 75, 80 degree day, they put their parrots and parakeets outside on the patio in cages. Oh. And so you'll walk down the street and see 15 or 20 parakeets or parrots. It's just, just you know, just a little taste of freedom, just to see, <laughs> <laughs> just to fuck with their minds and be like, oh, this could be yours, but no, you're coming back into the apartment. The sky's the limit. Cage is the real limit. The sky's Not the for limit, you. Guys. I think they get loose sometimes because I'll go to Echo Park Lake and you look at that little island. A lot of people think Gilligan's Island was shot there, but I don't think so. And there will be parrots, <laughs> parrots in those trees. Do you ever see those those Echo Park Island parrots? Yeah, yeah. they're beautiful. Oh, I feel yeah. like Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett every time I see them. <laughs> you know, there's. have you guys seen the documentary, the um, parrots of wild parrots of Telegraph Hill? About yes. basically pa- people getting wild birds and then just either letting them go, whatever happens. And so then there's like a flock of parrots and, and all kinds of wild birds that, that just had to band together and live in the city. They're city birds, like loose city birds. Mm. Yeah. It's I, the greatest. I, it is great. I just, no part of me has ever wanted to have uh, any type of bird as a pet. What, what are your That's thoughts? That's right. I don't. It's cruel. Yeah. I think it's wrong. It's unusual. 
bird people are <laughs> the strangest pet owners. I I think that the other thing is like macaws and the big parrots live for a really long time. I don't know. Let's yes. say 40 years. I don't know if I'm... But I, I think, think longer. Right. I think yeah. like 80 years. No yeah. joke. Like those yeah, gray so parrots. They, they, yeah. Yes. You got to have, um, you have to have a parrot in your will. And you have to yes. hand the parrot down. <laughs> your niece, your nephew. Who's moved on to New York City to do some sort of uh, banking or something. And then all of a sudden this parrot has to be tagged and flown out to him. I think that's how they do it. <laughs> yeah, if they ship them that's refrigerators. Where these these birds aren't just flying. They're on their way to a younger person in the family. That's why we birds see them. Birds are always going somewhere. That's the cool thing about birds. They're always going somewhere. They and got plans. we stop them. Yeah. Yes. I one time, no. um, I used to have cats when I lived in uh, Silver Lake and in my younger days. And I um, was sitting at the kitchen table one day and out of the corner of my eye, I saw this kind of like my cat jumping in the air and I saw this kind of bright neon yellow thing. And I looked over and my cat had caught a canary like wow. bir- like a little yellow, bright yellow bird. Uh-huh. Or he hadn't actually, he was kind of playing with it. I don't know. It wasn't. So I went and got the bird away from him and took it outside and put it on the railing, uh, like near the stairs. And and I couldn't tell if it was like mortally wounded or whatever. Right. And so I just put it there and kind of stood away from it. And it took about five minutes and then it just real quick flew away. Like right. it, yeah. ju- it like was stunned, I think. And <laughs> it scared and freaked out and maybe thought I was going to do something. And he just was really still for a while and was like taking deep breaths. And then boom, was gone. And it was the best. It made me so happy because I was like, is this bird is de- going to die? I have to put it in a shoebox and have a whole thing mm-hmm. in the backyard it is it is my win. my favorite thing that animals do is pretend is to play possum i love it when possums yes. do it and they look like <laughs> a rat they have misses uh, missing patches of hair they have a rat tail but once they're pretending you come around the corner they're on a branch and then they're like up oh, and they stick their tongue out and cross their eyes yeah. Yeah. I it's- love that too. And never in your life, <laughs> never in any of our lives, have you e- have you ever regretted pretending to be asleep in your entire life? <laughs> no. I do Me it neither. for no reason. <laughs> I've done it at parties when I was a teenager. I did it when I was w- hooking up with somebody that I realized it was a mistake and oh. I just decided to pretend to be asleep would be a better move. Thank you There's for bringing that up. There's never been a time in my entire life that I chose as an adult to pretend to be asleep. And I look back now, I'm like, right choice, should do it more often. <laughs> yep, it's true. I am racking my brain for one of the times I regret. No, you're right. It's always a good choice. There was one where in the dorms in college, uh, before before it is a this concept is is good, it's, Scotty. You're it's right. The greatest thing we should do. It's very. We should all play pause my own smile. But yes. there was I was in my I was in my bed in the dorms, and this guy came in, and he was like, "Karen, are you awake?" And then I was just like, I was just kind of laying there, and I was just like, I don't know. It wasn't. I was just kind of like, I just don't know what to do right now. Like, right. am I supposed to be like, get up and be like, hey, what's up? And make out. I've already gone to bed. Like, what am I supposed right. to do? So I literally was just like made light, not overdone breathing sounds. Just like here you can hear that I'm deeply asleep, but yeah. I was completely awake. And he sat there patting me like, Karen, Karen, you're super drunk. Always. And he did it for so long Always. where I was literally just like, dude, it's oh, like it's not happening. And then he yes. finally, I love he it. finally left. I'm Thank really God. good at it, too. 
I even go out on a limb and take risks and pr- and pretend <laughs> I have like sleep apnea or oh. a slight snore or even uh, it's part of a dream. Uh, like I'll I'll play around with it because I know really? people will think I'm asleep. Really? Yeah, I've run away from parties, been found in a neighbor's yard by police. Laid there, pretended to sleep, and they're like, "Well, just let him sleep it off." I would have been right. arrested. I've got that true. Yes, is that true? Yes, very true. <laughs> I believe it. High school parties, everyone underage. I go run into a bush and sleep. There are, if you talk to my friends in Montana, they can point out some of the bushes I would pretend to sleep in. <laughs> One was at Providence no Hospital. Ever, no adult, even when you're a kid, and you know that weird age between like toddler and then whatever being a real kid. Yeah, and like your parents would carry you in from the station wagon, and like yes. you you knew you were getting too big for mom, but dad could still get you in, but you would pretend to be asleep, and you were <laughs> wide awake, and then you get there, and you're like kicking your kids off, and you're like, mm, okay. But like that was that was the beginning of me going. This is a sure shot way to get the results I need. Yeah. by simply <laughs> laying there with my eyes closed. <laughs> this is a real thing. This, this is, is a real thing. My favorite place to do forever. it. Uh, just one of those shiny red booths at a pizza parlor. I would always. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's where I would pretend to fall asleep. Yeah, you were done. Yeah, because you, you just wanted to leave the pizza parlor. Yeah, or or I think it was because I wanted to stay, and no one will make you leave if you're pretending to sleep. Oh, he's had too much pizza. Just look at him. Don't we love our son? They'd say nice things about me, and I pretend not yeah. to hear them. But it made me feel another good. pitcher, another pitcher of bushlight, another pitcher of cherry coke. We're gonna make a night out of this. Yeah. Did the pizza huts in your town have a fireplace in the middle of them? Yep. <clears throat> wow, I don't. And our A and W did too. I don't. It was a thing. Yeah. Oh, yes, they did. And they had the island, the buffet island. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Weirdly, there was a thing in the 70s and the 80s where having just an open gas bonfire in the middle of your <laughs> restaurant signified <clears throat> going out, I guess, or something different. Yeah, it was kind of like along the lines of like fern bars were popular in the 70s. And then it was like mm-hmm. the family thing of, I mean, that's my childhood. And that's like, right. there was lots of sleeping. You're right, Chris, now that you're saying it. <laughs> there was lots of sleeping in red Naugahyde yeah. booths where oh, it was yeah. just like my parents never left because we were tired. They never left because we no. wanted, we were bored. Like the, the, I am absolutely from the era of kids where it was like my sister and I literally... We would. There's an Italian restaurant called Danucci's that's halfway between Petaluma and going out to Bodega Bay. And we would mm-hmm. go there for dinner. It was so dark that you would get sleepy when you walked in because you were just like, yes. this is weird. <laughs> you're like six years old and you're like, huh, it's weird. It's like nighttime in here. And then the parents would just party and smoke and drink. Yes. And we would be, we would eat like a minestrone soup and be so bored that we would go play with the cigarette machine. Oh <laughs> my, my God. I was going to say that. That is exactly <laughs> right. Yes. And I it's always, crazy. we would pull those things and I always got a pack of smokes every fucking time. My sister's like, you had the magic touch. Anytime I pulled a thing on a cigarette machine, I got a pack of cigarettes. Oh my gosh. And, and that yes. was like, there was no, there wasn't even a gumball machine. Like I, kids today, I know this is such an old lady thing to say but they're so lucky like everywhere they go there's candy everywhere they go there's some consideration right. for kids a game a video yeah. game we had to we really had to conjure it or just go to sleep yeah 
And imagine it's that so now, true. just resting your face down on the pleather <laughs> surface of where that day hundreds of uncles put their butt down. <laughs> And, and you just put your key off, uh, feels good. It's cool on my cheek. Yeah. yeah. Just on a bunch it's of. It's like a little, there's a divot and it's warm. Maybe there's a little cotton sticking out. Maybe yeah, it's split. Yeah, a, a rip. And you can only assume it was caused by some terrible uncle's fart. And you would, you'd laugh about that as you rested your face on it. Yeah. And pretended to sleep. The best yeah, choice. It was great. Well, they all had a little vestibule. Every restaurant had a little vestibule that was the smoking machine that had those like weird glass not things you're talking about you pull out they'd have the payphone or because everybody yep. had to have a payphone at some point yep. they'd have like a few brochures or like their but it was always like 10 degrees colder than the restaurant it was the <laughs> it was the way in yep. but it was like your parents would be like here's two quarters play two songs on the jukebox if you were <laughs> lucky they had some weird like pac-man and then if not you would be like let's go get a free matchbook from the bar like there was it was just <laughs> tasks. Yep. maybe they'll give us maraschino <laughs> cherries if we're cute and nice yeah. Oh, no. my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> so yes. I think Danucci's had um, and we had this in my old neighborhood because I used to live by the smokehouse, which is yes. basically from 1975. Yes. We one time we were driving home and they had put out in front of the smokehouse. It was two um, like gumball machine things, but they had Spanish peanuts in one side and then the other side was just empty. And I was like, we have to take this. This is literally from like 1973. This, yes. They don't make these anymore. And the little thing that it was um, 25 cents, but it was a sticker that was an, uh, an acorn. And then it said the price like <laughs> wow. it was this very it wasn't a brand. It was just kind of how all of those looked back then red on uh. the bottom. And we took it home. It sat in our garage forever because I was like, I just need it. The Spanish peanuts were still in there. You used yeah. to be able to get a handful Spanish of peanuts, peanuts with red skin on them. Oh, and that would yeah. be like a treat if you wanted them. <laughs> oh. It was like so pre anything for kids. And I don't know. Did you have these pizza places where they just played the three stooges yes all the yes. time that's the only reason i ever saw the three stooges no. uh yeah i don't there'd like be a tiny merry-go-round i don't know if this was a shaky's like chain but mm. i remember them constantly playing the three stooges the one in our town, I believe it was Shakey's because we would go there after softball or if like if there was like some kind of if you won or lost or whatever, like your whole team would get to go to Shakey's and they had this separate little room. And that's where the Pac-Man explosion of like 1981 oh, or whenever yeah. that started. I watched that all develop where it was like it used to just be the place where if you had your birthday there, you right. you would get like pizza and then a, a hostess cupcake with a you know, like a candle in it. The and then they would, they would show three stooges and I'd be like, and sometimes they'd show cartoons, but three stooges, I would be looking around like, who likes this? No, this is just yes. for boys. Like this is violent yeah. and mean and weird. Yeah, yes. It's weird. And yes. they, the reason for their fighting was there was never a good reason. You, no. you, it was an obvious accident that you bumped into me while we're making this cake and you, you immediately go for my eyeballs. <laughs> and you're my brother? You're yeah. supposed to be my brother. Yeah. Or the guy before you that mysteriously disappeared and was replaced with a bald man. I don't know. Yeah. There's a weird Pluto, uh, Pluto and Grimace, or never mind, I'm for, uh, Brutus, Brutus thing, where all of a sudden one of the three stooges was a different guy. 
And yeah. I can only assume it was a drinking problem. <laughs> yeah, with the yeah, it's but the it's true. Restaurants used to only be for adults. I don't know if you all waited tables, but like I waited tables for years, and I felt I think I was in those magic years where the shift went to child worship where before it was like a restaurants are for adults to go out you're lucky to get here here's the kids menu you're eating bow tie pasta with butter and <laughs> yeah, <Parmesan> yeah. cheese <laughs> yep. shut up <laughs> then i was in brooklyn and from like 2004 to 2013 and i was waiting tables a lot of that time and that's when kids became empowered and being a server places <clears throat> excuse me and being a server in places they would be like okay now, what do you want to order? And then you'd have to sit there and the kid would pick apart like, you know, it used to be like cheeseburger and fries. And then be like, can I have a burger? But can I have um, cheese on the side? And can you substitute the fry? And you and I would be like 11 tables deep in the weeds <laughs> yeah. and being like, get this kid chicken nuggets. Yeah. Who taught him the word substitute? Yeah. yeah, get this kid nuggets. Exactly. Kid He's going to eat nuggets two bites anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little shit. Yeah. Oh, God. yeah, I felt I always feel very bitter when I watched that kind of thing develop where it was like oh. my, my friend, my sister's friend, Adrian had kids first before, you know, anybody. And so those are the kids mm-hmm. that I would I watched them go through the world so differently. Yes. And her daughter, who I adore and is a wonderful adult now and grew up great. But she came over to my parents' house one time when she was like four or five. And she <laughs> walked up to my dad and goes, where's your outdoor play structure? and he's like what the hell did you just say (laughs) like she's just like i don't understand why i'm here and there's nothing built for me to play on it was legendary yeah Yeah. kids are littered with uh confidence and uh yes i should be impressed but it's 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 i'm jealous i think i'm jealous as an adult of of the, the confidence of children and their sense oh, of yeah. awareness and yeah. Even though it's a bummer at like, you know, adult restaurants, it's a good thing to teach children. Like you don't just have to take what they give you there. You know, there should be more than one choice. You might have a preference. It's okay to want different things or whatever yes. like that to be raised in this kind of suck it up mentality is not good no. later on in life. I find no. so there, there, that's another thing I'm jealous of is there's a, the health, the mental health aspect of, of later generations where I'm like, Oh, this is what actual evolving is. Yeah. Because Yes. All these people are better. Every generation is better than the last because they get a little bit more like cared about and a little bit more like, oh, maybe if I'm the parent and I don't drink, I'll pay attention more. And then, uh, you know, like the vibes will be better in our household or whatever. You know, yeah. there was like that was a real progressive. It took people a while to realize that. Yeah. Yes. I think I mean, we my are. dad made me shake hands with every man. Like, my dad was like, <laughs> shake his hand, look him in the eyes, shake his hand firmly. And it's paid off in life. And I've had people in Hollywood, like in meetings, but like, give a good handshake. And I'm like, well, when I was six years old, my dad would be like, you shake that guy's hand. Yeah. Yes. But, but also to the food thing, you know what your kids like. You make them the same four meals your entire childhood. So I like when parents go, he's going to have the cheese pizza. He's going to have the chicken fingers and fries. We're going to have two blah, blah. We're going to have two Shirley Temples if we're having a night. And yeah. <laughs> Because think about me, the adult who needs $4 tips. Yeah, Be true. cool with me first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's prioritize this, that the kids aren't, because that every time it's a big decision and then truly they never eat any of it. 
Exactly. So it's like there's That's a little exactly. performative parenting where it's like, yes. now you're going to watch my child make decisions. And also, we've never said the word no to him. You know, where it's definitely it, it has gone wrong in some ways. Yeah, but. I oh, yeah. yeah, I I see a lot of because I still go to the skate park where I'm uh, not lately, but in general, I in the past few years. And that I can tell a lot of kids don't hear the word no. Yes. Yeah. They must definitely. be reasoned with like adults. We are in an era of children's suffrage. <laughs> and uh it's just happening they can have it they yeah. can have it yeah you know what i'm done they can have it give yeah. them all bird i don't care give them cigarettes i don't care give yeah. them whatever they want yeah i'm not want. mad at kids i'm mad at old people yeah yes exactly i'm so, mad at everybody not at everyone just in general <laughs> yeah scotty you at your podcast you guys deal with uh uh weird news stories not necessarily yeah mainstream like what's been happening the last few days but it doesn't <laughs> yes. fall right into that weird category also how are you going to deal with that we avoid that completely across the board we try yeah. to be an oasis we try to be we don't talk about politics yeah. overall, unless they're crazy politics we don't really talk about um anything violent anything no assault no anything like that we we really try bananas is supposed to be an escape uh kurt brown and i did it as it's really more about taking stories that are real news stories from around the world. And we get sent literally hundreds a day at this point, which is cool because we were like, I wonder how long we can keep this going. It turns <laughs> out that everything is insane at all times around the world. <laughs> and we it's really more about giving us launch pads for our own stories that we relate to. So a lot of the times I'll pick stories that I know Kurt has a really funny story about his childhood or whatever for. But yes, we avoid the chaos that bums everybody out. A friend of ours worked for The Daily Show for like nine years. And when I was like, oh, you're leaving? He's like, I cannot wait to never watch news ever again. Right. Yeah. You're so jaded by it. And I, that really struck home with me because I don't really enjoy the news. I've had a hard time listening to even like NPR lately because yeah. you're like, I get it. <clears throat> so we don't talk about COVID. We don't talk about politics. We yeah. just try to tell funny stories. Um, Karen was on it. And it's totally the vibe. It's like we try to make each other laugh with the headlines and then we tell stories from our own lives about how silly and absurd the world should be and how we should celebrate that. They're such good conversation starters. So many of yeah. the stories are just kind of like, oh, that reminds, you know, that time I was near a turtle or whatever, where it really is stuff that <laughs> it becomes because the story is so weird. You it's a story you would never even think to talk about. Right. But, you know, it's the top. It's the topics. I was actually this morning because I. So sorry, we got everybody. Dogs, baby. We got yeah. dogs, baby. It ain't Zoom They're... without some barks. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah. Damn the dog park. Um, I was going to send you one because I keep waking up at 530. And then, of course, I have to check Twitter just to see if, you know, they've crested yes, the wall or whatever. Yes. And the story from the, from today <laughs> that I read where the woman that posted it was like, I in in intentionally fact checked this three times before I took this to social media because it seems so insane. Yes. <laughs> Is the guy that was in the coup, got inside the Senate in the right. building. 
had the taser in his pocket that was set yes. to on. He reached up to steal a picture of Tip O'Neill. He tased himself in the balls and died he of died. a heart attack. And he died. Yes. And I, wow. as I, that was I, one I, of the four deaths. Was that's ball? one of the yeah one of the five I believe now. But oh. and I read it. I kind of like went oh my god like uh, like everything else where you're like I want to laugh I want to cry I don't know how to feel right. anymore. I took the picture of it and then I was like no no this is not this isn't what bananas does and also this isn't all we can do is like snicker to ourselves of like uh the irony but ultimately this is the saddest fucking story there is yeah sure but it the balls part makes it funny so we can talk about it i know and it's like he what was he gonna do with that taser why did you who are you gonna fucking tase it's and then you basically got you know yeah if the taser was in his breast pocket and it tased him near the heart that's a story we shouldn't tell, but the bar, the balls, the balls, <laughs> the balls being the aspect point. Uh, I think it's, it's okay that we make light. Everyone, we all wanted to rise above that story, and then it was can't. like, I'm sorry, I can't, I cannot. <laughs> also, <laughs> <But> bananas would. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't cover it, but also. Who get like light that guy up? That's awesome. Like, because then he's gonna have to have a funeral, where people are gonna have to be like, "What did What did he like? He liked art. Uh, he liked keeping electronics in his pockets. Uh, he had very, very susceptible nards." Um, what and can he liked say? Tip O'Neill. He's a moron. Yeah, who cares? He loved Tip O'Neill. Apparently, he loved Tip O'Neill. Yeah, yeah. That that guy. I know there was another one. The other one that came out today that people did send us, and I'm like we don't really do this was one of the people that was killed in during the uh stupid coup attempt was a woman carrying a don't tread on me flag that got trampled yeah, to death and yeah i'm so you go the irony's deep but sure. also don't we, show up yeah you yes. volunteer to be there yeah yes. yeah we, you just have to wait a couple of weeks before that's you right. tweet a picture <laughs> of her right. and everything that's right because the irony i mean that well, and most people, I feel like the there has been such that kind of uh, facts don't care about your feelings and liberal tears and all that. The, sure. these, adi- these harsh stances that have been taken for four years that when this stuff comes up, it really is like, no, no, we have to go higher and yeah. <laughs> we have to take the higher ground or whatever. No. But then you're just like, but we didn't do it. We didn't fucking. Don't yeah, we didn't, yourself, we didn't set it up. Dunk on him. <laughs> How about Who you cares? keep the safety on in any yes. weapon? Any weapon, yeah. keep it on until you get right up to the fucking <laughs> the governmental servant that you're trying to kill. What do you what was that fucking yeah, thing? Yeah, they were right yeah, on cares? the other Screw th- right on the other side of the glass. Scared yeah. Yeah. congressional people. Jesus. I don't, care. I don't care. You know, you know how you don't trip and get trampled on? Don't hold a flag with both hands. Just, you know, run around yeah. with your arms out well balanced like the flying Walendas and you're good to go. Yeah, yes. Cares? Or how about you don't get get out of the scrum? If you've never been like in a mosh pit, maybe yes. don't be the don't try to run in first like uh, I'm why, cool why, and popular. It, Not today. No. And it, here's the weird thing. A lot of those people there, I think, had been in mosh pits. They had yeah. a mosh pit look to them. Yes. <laughs> there was a moshy vibe. They should know yeah, to yeah, scramble. Yeah, they had a moshy vibe. Yeah. I know. Was, uh, cause I, I haven't seen Ma, but I just watched the trailer. Cause I do a lot of yeah. research before a guest comes on. <laughs> then you've seen it. It's back on HBO Max, which I'm so pumped on. Like, it oh, went nice. away from HBO and it's back, and I'm like, all That's of a sudden, great. I got some messages. 
Also, yeah. there's a lot of mom memes. I see mom yeah. memes yeah, all the me time. Yeah, me too. I, I they're hilarious because of the meme. But that seems yep. that seems to me like a story from your life or something. Like because sure. that's so specific. Someone that would it buy is. beer for you, that would provide a place to party, end up being a weirdo. How much of that yeah, was it, true? It's two people. It is that is, I think, why. Blumhouse made it is because all of us that grew up in not a major city, and I don't know if they do in cities, but so many of us had to go and play Hey Mister yeah, to some extent. Yeah. And in most towns, it was like a dude, but I thought it would be more interesting if it was a woman that was kind of on the fringes, the kind of person you wouldn't see in a grocery store. Sure. Somebody like when you look at your high school yearbook, you're like, oh, right. Yeah. So I thought that that was the perfect murderer because uh, you they slept through the cracks and you trust them in a weird way. Yeah. And then there were two people in my hometown. I'm, I'm from Reisterstown, Maryland, which is a smaller town near the sticks. Um, there was one party I went to where this dude, my friends were like, hey, this guy bought us beer. And I was like, who? He's like, I don't know, this guy, Jimmy. And we drove out to the middle of nowhere and it was the house. It was supposed to be the house that kind of Ma's based on. It was just like a rental piece of shit house. Yeah. And we walked around back, my best friend and I, and the girl I was dating, who was only 15 at the time, I was 16. I'm okay, good. That was going to be I'm my follow-up yeah, question. I'm, 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 I was a youthful six. I was a short 16. Bald head to toe. Um, and... And I alopecia. In and the, yeah, but I, I had alopecia. I've overcome it. It's one of the great joys of my adult life. So we step into this cinder block, dirt floor basement. Eminem's first album came out. And it's blasting. Half my soccer team is rapping Eminem lyrics at me. It's full of weed smoke and cigarette smoke. And I see my 15 year old girlfriend smoking a cigarette with this like he was probably 25, but he felt like he was 30 or yeah. 40. Mm -hmm. He felt older. Yeah. And he's wearing like FUBU head to toe. Like it, it, it's a white guy, like a mess. Yeah. Just you're like, here it is. Riff Raff <laughs> is smoking cigarettes with my girlfriend. <laughs> and she sees me and gets really nervous because she, uh, she didn't know I was coming or whatever. There was a miscommunication there. And my fear at that exact moment was that guy was going to figure out that I was dating her and he was going to beat me up in front of everybody. A grown man. Yeah. And so I left with my friend. I didn't like run out the door, but, uh, but I was like, said, hey, to everybody said like I was mad at her, like that those teenage fights where it's like, what are you doing? Why are you here? Um, I thought you were reading doing puzzles with Danielle. But um, so I left. But that fear of getting beat up stuck with me because it was an adult and nobody would have known what to do and what if he pulled out a gun yeah you're in a basement the other one also. was a rich yeah you're in a strange basement everyone's hot trying, yeah yeah you're 16 you're just trying to be popular you don't want to make any mistakes so people are like loser <laughs> um and then around the same time another friend of mine had a really wealthy aunt and every time her husband would go on these business trips or whatever he was in sales or whatever she would let us party in her basement finished basement Pool tables, <laughs> heavy punching bag, air hockey, the Ooh, works. God, like, I remember uh, those like kids. Like a bar. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, like uh, all the finished, like a downstairs bathroom. Yeah. All these things where, and were they she Mormon? would stand on this. They were Jewish, actually. It's um, religious families have those basements. Successful was religious families. Yeah. Huge. And like really <laughs> way more wealthy than I was yeah. growing up. And she would stand on the stairs and it would be like, I don't know, 10 girls, 10 guys, all of us 16 ish. And she would just hold court 
and just watch. And she would flirt with the girls. She'd be like, love your butt. Oh, girl. Like, I, w- I remember when I had that figure. And then uh, she would say to the guys, she'd be like, Johnny, you better call me when you turn 18. And so I kind of combined the fear of Jimmy murdering me with this mom flirting with everybody and created Sue Ann, the Ma character. Yeah. And then I took it to what if she hated everybody and wanted to kill them. But yeah. <laughs> That's great. It was misery wow. for popularity was my pitch. And when I said that to Blumhouse, they were like, we'll buy it. So uh, I just feel <laughs> it's like all popularity... about that log line, isn't it? Yes. Yes. But it was like the, the goal of horror movies is to if you can leave, it's not scary. Right. Like if you can drive away from the, the monster, it's not scary. If right. you can outrun it, it's not scary. So I was just thinking about things that would pin normal people in place. And I was like, to be unpopular will trap any teenager to not leave a situation they know they should leave. Uh, And I think to the My Favorite Murder, fuck politeness. That's exactly it. Like when you're an adult, you can say that. But when you're 15 and you just want the cute boy to like you, you will go through hell. Yes, that's right. You'll hurt people. Yes. (laughs) You'll do what it takes because you got hurt. People will hurt you like it's every man for himself. It's that so was true. The premise. That was the yeah. theme of Ma was if you test popularity, she'll win. So back to yeah. this poor 15 year old girl. When you left with all your friends, was she just there with the FUBU guy? Uh, <laughs> she, yeah, she's they've never found her. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. I knew if I did some investigation. Oh, yes. that's um, so scary. No, it was funny because she's a, you know, she's a nice woman now. She's yeah, a mom and she she's a great person but it was like she was trying to fit in with an older guy yeah. too it was the whole mix adults and children should not hang out it's like there's a point where when people are like i call my mom every day i'm like this is a huge problem yes <laughs> this is not okay <laughs> yeah. that used to be a joke in my act is <laughs> i said mom you're my best friend and she goes well you're not my best friend and that really happened and the only reason i said it to my mom i heard i saw my friend and her mom and they were doing something where like they were sharing a shirt or there was some yeah. weird thing where i oh, watched bark. other people do it and i'm like oh this is this is like another way to be popular be real right. like besties and your mom being cool and your age and my mom's just like i have plenty of my own friends <laughs> like it was it was <laughs> so alarming but i'm like she in that way she was just like yeah have have your vision go a little further than this weird local version of what you think cool yeah. is like yeah. you don't you don't no one no one should be best friends with their mom no yeah no. And- I was always made nervous by those house parties where the parent is there and they're the ones that yes. bought the keg. Even when I was a kid, I promise you, I thought that was so bizarre and not I healthy. Well, they're going to yeah. hang out? Your mom? Yeah, she's cool. I don't know if she's cool. No. Well, and also it's so uncomfortable because it's like, well, so now I'm tr- I'm just trying to get drunk on wine coolers and like have like my teenage yes. golden years. And I'll, now like all I can think of is what's going on in this family. What? How do you guys do you guys eat dinner yes. in some weird way? Do you like what what other lines are you guys crossing? Because this is the kind of thing where we should all be hiding in the garage. But yes. your mom wants to hang out with us. That's not yes. good. 
it's, it's more not, fun to be discreet. It's more fun to be clandestine. To like yes. sneaking a beard when the weed became legal in LA, I don't really even smoke weed. I'm not like a weed guy. But like the it was so fun to be like, we have to meet somebody in a Kmart parking lot. He drives a challenger, but listen, he doesn't take twenties, he only takes singles. So we have to give him thirty-four singles. And like that was so, the adventure of uh, bad behavior was so fun, yeah. and those parents that are creeps that want to hang out, or they're like, they're going to do it somewhere. Might as well do it while I'm wearing a tight shirt. You're like, get the fuck out of here, <laughs> tight shirt, man. Yeah, no, <laughs> it ruins the worst. it. You guys yeah. want to arm wrestle? No, you're Noah. forty. Get no. out of here. <laughs> no, we're trying to talk about homeroom. You fucking weirdo. I yes, I don't understand my body. Why are you trying to arm wrestle me on a dirt bike seat? <laughs> I'm still growing. I just got over alopecia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Elton John. I'm just gonna get more hair as I go. I don't know how it's happening. Yeah, that is. Uh, you're right, though. That it, being in a basement is. I didn't realize that was that was a unknown horror movie thing is that you there has to be no way out. That's the main thing. Yeah. It's the main thing. I brought I had two friends in college. Uh, they girlfriends that uh, were just friends and we went to some house and they wanted to get weed from this guy and he was older, yes, but he was yes, still he was just out of college. And Jimmy, yes. we went to his basement. There was a log in the basement with a hatchet in it. Great. <laughs> Just in a cement basement and then off and in the And a hockey distance. mask right next yeah. to it. And, yeah. and he had a big beard. We all knew who he was, though, and these two were friends with him. And they smoked out of a big bong and immediately fell asleep. And then I'm with this guy. And then that's when he decided to tell me that he hates me. He's hated me for a long time. Because oh, I was breakdancing while he was playing pool and I messed up <laughs> and I owed him $20 because there's money on this game. And wow. he would start and I was high and paranoid already. Uh, and yes. I got really scared and I went upstairs and again, it's I pretended to be asleep on the couch. <laughs> Best decision you've ever made. <laughs> yeah. But his roommate came home and he knew me from the bars. But he's like, oh, that funny guy. I like him. And then the guy, the bearded guy in the basement yeah. is like, I hate him. And I'm going to show you how much I hate him. And he ran across the living room and did like a super fly snuck a elbow into my back. Right. Because I face and I turned and he was on me. So I picked him up like a baby and I I tossed him onto this lamp. Anyway, we made this ruckus and the police came and, and knocked Jesus. on the door. Yeah, yeah, because we were making noise. And uh, I said, there are two of my friends are asleep in the basement. He has weed. I'm li and I left. I did not have to stick around. I think that guy probably got in a lot of trouble because there. Yeah. This is when weed was very. I totally screwed that guy, and he deserved it. So yes, I forgot. It is a story about how you should pretend to fall asleep on the couch. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you could have written Ma. You had the same experience. You just it would have been she would have been a hatchet murder. But that's it's that fear of like the fear of adults when you're a teenager. It should be in there. The kids that aren't. The teenagers that aren't afraid of adults, those are the ones that scared the shit out of you in high school. Like, there's yeah. this kid named Joey Latch. I'm, I uh, rest in peace, Joey Latch, I think. But he would be like, You want me to go beat that guy up? And all the skaters would be like, Yeah. 
And they would just run over and beat some pedestrian up. And run, and I remember being more afraid of him than I've ever been of anything in my entire life. But he was yeah. on your he side. Had no rules. There yeah. was no yes. rules. Oh, yeah. He thought it was the funniest. He was like, Scotty, whatever you want. Like, just point at somebody. I'll punch him in the face. And I'd be like, ha ha, cool. I'll definitely do that. And then just wet my pants and throw home in my Toyota Corolla. I was, I was like you. All of my friends were tough. And there was always a guy that wanted to fight. All of my friends had been in fights. But fights scared the hell out of me. And I was so scared that I was going to get beat up all the time. And it, it, it dictated what I would do just to avoid I love fights. in a fight. Karen loves I them. love a good fight. I mean, I like, seconds, I don't want to do it. I want, I want to watch other people do it. I, I want to watch some loud mouth get clocked by someone who's n- quiet and noble and like, you know what? I've had enough of you. That's my favorite situation. Yeah. I wish it was always that way. Usually it's just for no reason. And it's a nice person getting beat up. <laughs> Usually it's drunk people. Yeah, yeah. And then and then it's just kind of some weird like and you can't reason with them and everyone's kind of bleary eyed and not really punching very accurately. That's the average fight (laughs) I watched. They they might have had them where they they had tough man competitions. Do you guys know what those are? Uh, mm-hmm. Is that when the Christian power team comes to your high school and rips a phone book in half? Yes, it's different. It's different. Yeah, that's rough, man. That's, uh, it's, it ain't fun. T- tough man is three rounds of boxing. I okay. think it's three two-minute rounds. They would set them up in the back of bars and stuff. And then they kind of did it with loose weight classes. But basically, it was amateur boxing in the back of bars. And they had oh. these big yellow gloves. And uh, I mean, they were everywhere. This was pre-fight club. This was just like people are going to fight. And I saw one in Pensacola at this place called Big Daddy's Lounge. And they were like, <laughs> this, they were like, the, you know, they'd be like, okay, 150 pounds. And then these two rednecks would go beat the hell out of each other for, but it's only for six minutes. And, and so this one guy gets up there and he's like, I was Golden Gloves 1992 and I'm going to whoop this boy's ass. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is going to be gnarly. And then he gets, the shit kicked out of him but then he got punched in the shoulder and it dislocated his shoulder which i didn't know could happen mm-hmm. so this guy who threatened this other guy has a dislocated shoulder his brothers look waving a white napkin like a white towel to say the fight's over <laughs> so then the guy stands next to me and i'm like he's probably 45 everybody else is in their early 20s and his brother's like, oh, we're going to pop your shoulder back in. And he's like, uh, yeah. And then the next act <laughs> up was like local wrestling. And so they're smashing plastic chairs across each other's backs. And one of the legs flies off and hits the dislocated shoulder guy in the forehead. And so he starts bleeding down his forehead from a broken chair with his arm hanging loose. And I was, yeah, this guy was like, you should never enter a tough man competition again. You're not tough. And then you just drink and then it's over. And then there's... Yeah, I love so that he incredible. yelled. I was gold because Golden Gloves is like kids. That's like he was claiming yeah. to be. That's like if you are around a bunch of yeah. military guys and yell that you were a Cub Scout. It's like, yeah. uh, am I is wrong? It? Isn't Golden Gloves for young people? It's a little. No, it's more like it is for younger people. But it is sort of like if somebody's a Golden Gloves boxer, that means they actually did like practice boxing. That right, means they, they know how to fought. box. Yeah. yeah. But he was just a drunk and he said that to intimidate the guy and then gets punched in the shoulder and then hit in the face with a flying chair leg. (laughs) And I was like, why is this? I was like, that's the entertainment. This guy. Yes. (laughs) Super Dave Osborne. (laughs) 
I I love that guy. Yeah, I'm sure he's still alive. I'm sure he's healthy. He's I'm just sure he's accident great. prone. He just has bad luck. <laughs> Those are the people actually I think of when I, I was getting in the beginning of COVID uh, quarantine, when I was getting bad at people that were still going places and pretending. Yes. But yes. then I thought of those people who truly live in bars like they don't mm. you know whatever they do during the day their yeah. life begins when the sun goes down and they're sitting yes. in a bar and then whatever happens happens and that is and i used to be kind of of that world a little bit and really loved it but there are people who yeah. that is the world and then suddenly it's just like no sorry it's all closed you have to stay home like yeah. it it I, it enabled me to access a little bit of the compassion where i'm like oh that's right like if you're like 38 and you really love drinking and you really love like dive bar culture and like yeah. literally just like you could be standing there in your corduroy blazer and just suddenly someone punches you in the face yeah. and you don't know why. You know what I mean? And then you find out later. It's like, you know, st stuff that happens at the smog cutter. You know what yeah. I mean? Yes. Or just like all that it just had it just was suspended and no one you could be so into it and living for it and then you just didn't get to do it anymore yeah well oddly that's, that. that also applies to stand-up comedy i realized yeah that, yeah that that's when my day would begin was when i'd go do stand-up in some bar i would yep. love to see a picture of me it, to see how much healthier i looked if if i never <laughs> did stand-up if i just had focused on illustration and drawing and never yeah became a bar performer because that's really what comedians are yeah but you were drawn to it you were drawn to it there's yeah. something about that that i i miss the energy i don't miss drinking at bars i miss the energy of bars i miss yeah. like that feeling of like it fills up and people come in and you go to another one and it's like oh we, it, there is something and those great shows, especially when you're stand up. I never did stand up, but all my friends were stand ups, and they'd be like, "Will you come out to so and so?" And it'd be snowing, and I'd go to some dumb bar, and there'd be four <laughs> of us, and two of the people hate the comics. One of the people's the host, and then it's me. <laughs> you're the audience. Fights. I was the audience, <laughs> and then all four comics I would get to meet because they were like, "Hey, this is my friend Scotty," and they're like, "And I'd be like, you were really funny," and you could tell it meant something to the comics in those empty bars where yeah. it was like, "Hell yeah." And they would be like, are you a comic? And he'd be like, no. And then it meant something even yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not kissing up. You're not trying to get in or yeah, like no. somehow meet someone. I I, no. Those are the shows, too. I mean, I haven't done in a, in a sincere way. I haven't done stand up for so long. But when I really did do it all the time, when I would show up at one of those shows and there's, you know, there's nine people booked on the yes. show and there's six people in the audience. Everyone else would be so bummed and like, hey, try to go out in the street and whatever but i would be sitting in the back like i'm gonna be so fucking funny tonight because yes. this is uh, i saved it for when almost no one was watching yeah. and it, something in me that is so there's i'm such a contentious like rebellious whatever where on yeah. big shows and it shows where the, the audience is huge i will walk out and say the shittiest thing to the audience make them hate me <laughs> and then be, and then to have a mediocre set for you know 11 minutes but in those shows where it's just kind of like not much is going on and there's no one yeah. there i'm just yeah. like well get ready to channel genius yeah. <laughs> and just be like no one's gonna know doesn't matter no one's gonna know yeah it's, it's my favorite yeah, it's my favorite. Yep. I like I like doing that as well. I like yep. small audiences, no pressure, and so you just decide to be a genius that night. Yeah, 
And, and do like almost like that's when I would really do. Normally, I can't do crowd work because I would get nervous and nervous yeah. energy in me turns into anger, which, of course, is not pleasant. <laughs> so, but so if I try to do crowd work, it's just me being like, oh, really? Oh, good job. Or whatever. Like, it's like so unpleasant, which especially in like the post 90s comedy, no one wanted that shit at all. But no. Uh, when no one was there, I would actually genuinely just be like, I could do crowd work. I could do all those things that normally I would just have too much tension to do. Um, which I would, and I would say to myself as it was happening, I would just like, do this normal, remember this feeling or whatever. But it's like, yeah. no, it's those, it's always situational. And especially on those nights where like everybody's, it, you start like the, comic that goes before you affects your set and vice versa yeah, all the way down respond. like those are right. the shows those are the best when everyone's kind of like everybody's pointing to everybody else going they talked about this now I'm, it reminded me of this joke type of stuff yes I miss that yeah it's like being at a, it's like being at a party yeah yeah it's okay, also you get to dominate the, the, the conversation. safety of they don't know you like there's a in a big crowd you feel like people check the lineup you feel like when yeah, at a sold out largo show you're like who's on like sarah silverman and you're like oh shit yeah. and people are like but those bar shows where some of the people just were at that bar that night and they're like well let's stick around see if it's funny it's so fun because you feel like you're in antarctica or something you feel like you're aliens together <laughs> there was I did do stand up in college and I did a show in Northampton, Massachusetts, and it was a snowy night and it was literally just sign up and you can do two minutes or three minutes or whatever. And the first guy goes up was the host and he wasn't funny at all. And you, you felt like, well, I'm glad you just tried to get a show going here. A snowy night, maybe 10 people in the bar. Then uh, somebody else goes up. He was okay, but just used other people's jokes. I did my stuff, did fine. And then the, the headliner was a guy that had done it once before. And his entire act, he goes, I'm going to do Arnold Schwarzenegger playing tennis with <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. And then he goes, uh, <laughs> for three minutes, we were crying. The entire bar was just glad it was over. <laughs> he had a concept. The premise was there. Yeah. And then he was kind of good at doing Schwarzenegger and Stallone playing tennis. And he just did forearm. <laughs> and, and I was like, you know what? I'm a writer. Like, this guy's yeah, doing yeah. something else. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. No. <laughs> I want to see him. that. Uh, I mean, at the time, did yeah. you, Scotty? Did you? Are you familiar, or do you know about your biography on IMDb, or did you write it, or do you know what I'm talking about? Because it's uh, absolutely uh, hilarious. <laughs> I. I wrote a really, I might have written it, but it's been a very long time, but it might, somebody else might've gone. I don't know really how that stuff works. Do you so mind? I would say, <laughs> Do please you, read it. I, either of you. Okay. Scotty Landis is from, uh, oh God, I am, I need glasses. It doesn't say that. Town? <laughs> yeah. Reisterstown, Maryland. He attended okay. the university of Massachusetts and currently resides in Los Angeles in recent years. Scotty and Kurt Bronner have jet skied from Lake Michigan to New Orleans, driv <laughs> driven a giant double sided butt from Los Angeles to New York City to moon the entire country and gave a chicken a hot air balloon ride over wine country. That's your yeah. professional. I, I wrote ma and and workaholics. 
that that yep. is that is your bio. That's your professional, <laughs> and I love yes. it. I love it very much. I did write that. Yes, <laughs> that is mine, and that is all true. Not any word of that is in that is. I'm very fact based when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. I hate exaggerations, <laughs> and I hate people that like inflate what they've done. So yeah. I wrote three things that Kurt and I literally have done. Yeah, and we did do all that. Yeah, I did crazy. not doubt a word of it. That's that's the way it's it's very factually written, and I appreciate I, I appreciate yeah. your work. Is what I want to say. Can <laughs> I you. ask, is it being from near wine country, did that chicken appreciate that hot air balloon oh. ride? No, it did not. So <laughs> we were in Temecula. Um, our original plan was to give a flightless bird the gift of flight and restore dignity <laughs> to dignity to a bird. So we went to Comedy Central and we said we would like to fly a penguin in a blimp to Alaska. <laughs> now... There's some logistical issues. One is blimps at maximum speed travel about 16 miles an hour. So it would have taken us about a year and a half to get there. Right. Um, there's all, and we've had land many times. They were like, no. And then we were like, well, can we take an alligator on a zero G jet and uh, speed up evolution by making a dinosaur fly in outer space? <laughs> and they said, no. Because it costs $250,000 to go on the zero-G plane. It's a 747 that goes up and then goes down. And our idea was that we were going to release an alligator and Kurt into zero gravity at the same time <laughs> and just see if we could speed up evolution. And they said no. And then we said, well, what if we take a chicken on a hot air balloon? And they said, yeah, we can do that. So we got one called Snowball. We went to a chicken farm in Temecula. And we knew the hot air balloon, I guess down there in the vineyards, they a lot of them have hot air balloons. And we stood there and graded chickens and for personality, for um, bravery. You know, we wanted a courageous one. And we picked one called Snowball. And Snowball, the reason we picked it is because every time we would say Snowball, it would walk towards us. So that oh, was the credentials. That's a smart oh. chicken. Yeah. Yeah. So we brought Snowball and a friend in a cage the next day, and Kurt <laughs> and had a, a top gun and a friend, so he wouldn't get scared. <laughs> she wouldn't get scared. And as they're inflating the balloon, we had to shoot a little bit of the setup where Kurt goes, uh, "I'm Kurt Brunner, and I'm going to take, I'm going to restore the gift of flight to a flightless bird. This is Snowball, and he's wearing a Top Gun one jumpsuit, of course, and Snowball." Instantly shits on him, like violent, like like so much, like Team America World Police level of fluid, and which I guess is kind of brave for a chicken. Yeah, on camera, sure. Yeah, that's brave. Yeah. That's a brave bird. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then when we got up there, hot air balloons. Have you guys ever been in a hot air balloon? I have never desired. It's, it's my dream. I want to. I, oh, I'll uh, Karen. I'll do it. We can do it. Let's do it. Okay. I would love to. That'll be it's our celebration so enjoyable. When, when quarantine's officially over. Yeah. Yes. Um, they rise really, really fast. And they're besides when they're revving the giant uh, you know, flamethrower above your head that sounds like an earthquake, <laughs> once that's off, it's silent. And so they go, You guys ready? And Kurt's holding this chicken. And then it goes from probably 100 feet to 200 feet in maybe like five seconds. And then he goes, how high do you guys want to go? We're like, well, what's normal? He's like 2,000 feet. And we're like, okay. He goes, well, why don't we start at 1,000 see how the chicken does? And then it, I have all these beautiful photos of just Kurt and this chicken just <laughs> staring out at the sunrise. Because you do it in the morning when it's not windy. And then he goes, you guys want me to touch that, uh, that grapevine? 
And we're like, what? He goes, I can lower the basket and just brush the top of that grapevine what? on top of a hill. So <laughs> he he switches, he stops gassing it, and the wind takes us, and we just brush the top of a grapevine. And then he goes, uh, what's your name again? I go, Scotty. He goes, and we had two camera guys because we were shooting uh, on actual video. And he goes, um, do you feel comfortable jumping out of this? And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, well, you can't really land a hot air balloon. You just have to crash a hot air balloon. He's like, our team's going to be there, but we need somebody if we go into the field to jump out and then grab one of the ropes. And Kurt was like, do you feel comfortable? I was like, of course. I was like, versus what? <laughs> That's um, how they always do it. Someone has to jump out and grab a rope. <laughs> also, yeah, so they, they ask you while you're in the air. They don't ask you beforehand. I guess. Yeah. yeah you see those big wicker baskets. They never have wheels on them no, no someone's got to jump ropes. out oh so my they God. have a team that pulls up to the closest road they kind of know the cornfield they're gonna or the soybean field they're gonna crash into but then <laughs> they don't know exactly where it is because you're there's no steering and so i was like okay and then he's like wait for it and so we're getting close and you're coming down like you're sailing and he goes now so i jumped and rolled and then grabbed the closest rope and then his team comes running i mean it doesn't drag you it's once you get it you get it but it was like oh yeah this is if you think of the luxury of it if you think of like we're gonna go on a romantic sunrise and then somebody at the end of that thing unless they bring their first mate with them is diving out of that in a soybean field and then getting rope burn on their hands and then going to denny's like it was it was great i would do it again in a heartbeat um and then they take you to the vineyard at 9 a.m and you just start drinking wine and we're not wine yes. drinkers so we're just drinking white wine like it's going out of style <laughs> Best day of my life. <laughs> I never the, see. It was my dream to do it until I heard that part where I'm yeah. just like, yeah, I'll and jump. I, I'll jump. I just don't like being not at all in control. And it's it seems like you even said you can't even steer the thing. You're just being taken out of your control by a balloon with that fire yeah. above your head. I don't like that part <laughs> yeah. either. No, that's uh, not because of the Hindenburg. Yeah, I just yeah. I think they know the general direction. Um, also, wine country was funny because it's, you know, houses are, are very far apart or the vineyards are very far apart. But because you're in Southern California, I remember vividly flying over a house that had a half pipe and a bunch of bowls and a monster energy drink symbol painted in the middle of their swimming oh, pool. Wow. And I'm like, you can never get away. But I, I think it was like... Tony Hawk's house? Yeah, jumping. yeah. Yeah, it was, like, it was like some X Games <laughs> If it's guy. Temecula, yeah, it was any one of the uh, metal Brian militia. Deacon. Yeah, Brian yeah. Deacon. Yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> guy, that guy has punched me in the stomach twice uh, without me expanding. <laughs> I'm like, that's how Houdini <laughs> died. I said to him. Those guys are lunatics. Um, Makes sense. I used to be uh, around that whole monster energy drink world, and I don't miss it often. <laughs> Nope. God, that is so. Uh, what uh, was Snowball's guys. friend happy to see? Was the chick? I want to just imagine the chicken waiting for his friend and then being happy to see that he's landed safely. <laughs> totally happy. No chicken got injured at all. Yeah. Snowflake did not crap on Kurt again during the flight. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I have some beautiful photos of them really just bonding as two creatures on the same planet at the same time. They, uh, Snowball was restored. <laughs> we took him back to the chicken farm. In Snowball's mind, nothing happened. Yeah. Snowball, <laughs> Snowball maybe didn't know you were flying. <laughs> no, not a clue. Snowball was just just blended right back in and did what chickens do. 
Because that's why chickens chickens don't fly because they don't appreciate what they have when they're up nah, there. Yeah. And God was nah. like, forget it. You're yeah. ungrateful yeah. and you're not smart. So yeah, you don't the, get to. The gift of flight was taken away by the Lord. Because they By the Lord Jesus it. Christ. This is my quick Christian corner. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> we hope you don't mind, right? It's, it's, sorry, you know, Scotty, we, I forgot to tell you. <laughs> no, I love that. Uh, no. Yeah, it, the, the chicken didn't mind. It was, the chicken was a seven-foot man that can't slam dunk. And it was just like, I, I probably could if I tried, but you know what? I'm just going to stay right where I am. Yeah. Get it. Get it. I would love to um, see those photos if we could get them. That would be great. I'll send some, sure. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, this has been a wonderful oh, chunk of where's podcasting. Where's the time gone? I know. This This went by very quickly. That's always a, that's a sign of a good episode. Did yes. you know that? When you don't realize it's... it's, yes. it's Yeah. Did you know that, Karen? Yes. <laughs> when it flies by be, be, due to fun. Due to fun, like a hot air balloon yeah. out of control. Well, Why would you want to kiss the tops of a vineyard with the basket? That sounds dangerous. Yeah. We didn't know what we were getting into. We just said, yeah. Yeah. At that point, you just say, yeah. yeah so you could yeah. have said, like, should we go into the sun? I'd be like, erase you there, bud. Yeah, Dead. let's do this. <laughs> have no, you, wait, this, really quick. Have you guys gone sure. on soaring over California at California Adventure at Disneyland? Uh, because there's a ride where no. you actually do that. It's the best ride. It's the best okay. ride of any ride ever. And you're basically kind of in this, you know, like a long thing. It's almost like a baskety chair thing and you they basically on an imax screen they fly you up and into this huge screen that actually curves around you so that when you go into it it starts and i think you're flying over the golden gate bridge and it really feels like you cool. personally are flying over it and then it takes you in all these places and when you fly over vineyards you can smell grapes oh wow like I they they that. do kind of sense it's the it's my favorite ride and they i think they now it's flying over the world so you you're going over other places oh, but the cool. california one is really gorgeous I it's really good i love that sensory stuff they do like on the honey i shrunk the kids experience when the dog would sneeze and water would spray from the seat in front of you into your <laughs> oh, face yeah. so like oh it's real dog saliva what an experience <laughs> perfect oh, yeah um well, well scott do you have anything else to, to plug besides um bananas uh we're doing a live bananas on february 6th called the bananas bonanza uh you can go to bananaslive.com and it's gonna be kurt and i doing basically a full version of the show as if we could tour it, but just us in his garage doing the best we can do during the great quarantine. Um, <laughs> but uh, that should be really fun. And other than that, no, thank you so much for having me. This was the most I felt like I was hanging out with friends in a bar since this started. So thanks Aww. for having me. I really appreciate Yay. it. This was yeah. a fun chat. <laughs> it's funny. Yay. I put on uh, socks that matched my shoes for this. <laughs> thank you. Because, yeah, I, I anticipated <laughs> oh it feeling like going somewhere. I like, kind of so got dressed Adidas up. socks, Adidas shoes, or same color like your your the paint in your kitchen and your refrigerator. Yes, the they're purple vans, and the socks have a little purple in them. That's all. Don't be afraid to wow. lift your leg up and show it right on the Zoom. Well, Let's it's hard it. to get it into the Let's camera. Look. You uh, can do okay. it. Okay. Oh, Come on, you can, can skate. <laughs> look at that. Oh, they're half cabs. They're half cabs. They are half cabs. Better. They're so comfortable. <laughs> I just pulled my groin. I knew it would happen. I'm in terrible <laughs> shape. 
It's hard to get that stick it. up in the air. Stick it in your new fridge. You'll be fine. <laughs> it's on the way. Just four more weeks. <laughs> Meanwhile, I can't have any perishables. <laughs> I don't have a refrigerator. That's well, all. you had to support moms and pops, oh, didn't you? God, you the just moms and to. the papas. <laughs> they weren't even that good. Well, uh, right. thank, and thank you for me as well, Scotty. Karen said thank you. And so I, I want to say thank you for being on uh, this episode. Oh, pleasure is mine. And if you need a last two minute guest, just text me and I'll just come on unprepared. Sweet. And, um, I'll be ready to rumble. And nice. we'll probably take you up on that. So thank you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> well, you've been listening to Do You Need a Ride? D-Y-N. <laughs> Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Malhorn. Uh, with Karen and Chris. <laughs>